Welcome back to the Neuroscience Meet Social and Emotional Learning Podcast, episode number 130, with a fascinating case study of Bridget Rudin, a traumatic brain injury survivor whose life changed on May 24th of 2008 with a bicycle accident that would begin her new life, inspiring her book, Discovering Your Life's Purpose from Tragedy to Triumph, as she now inspires people nationally and internationally with her story of resilience. Welcome back. I'm Andrea Samadhi, a former educator who's been fascinated with understanding the science behind high-performance strategies in school, sports, and the workplace for the past 20 years. If you've been listening to our podcast, you'll know that we've uncovered that if we want to improve our social and emotional skills and experience success in our work and personal lives, it all begins with an understanding of our brain. Before I give the backstory of Bridget and why I think her story is important to share, I wanted to introduce some case studies into the podcast, people who are using the strategies that we're offering, that we're talking about, and putting them into practice in their personal lives for extraordinary results. I want to read you a testimonial from the doctor who saw Bridget's first CT scan after her bike accident in 2008. He wrote, Bridget, you're a miracle. I remember as your physician telling you these words as I reviewed your brain CT scan from your initial head injury. I believe you're unique in your positive approach to your recovery, your dedication to sharing your experience, and your commitment to helping and motivating others to overcome their own life obstacles and adversity. I deeply and sincerely admire your efforts and your positive attitude in dealing with a truly difficult and challenging personal experience so that others can benefit from your experience, wisdom, and wit. In this episode, you'll learn how a traumatic brain injury can happen, the statistics and Bridget Rudin's story, who was Bridget Rudin before the accident, and how she used pure determination to rebuild her brain and life, what her CT brain scan showed after the injury that led to four surgeries, and how Bridget rebuilt her brain and life using exercise, nutrition, art, music therapy, and laughter. A lot of the things we've been talking about on this podcast, Bridget Rudin put into practice. I came to meet Bridget Rudin when she reached out to me through our website, Achieva360.com, to share her story. And at the time her email came in, I was in the middle of writing the review of Dr. Daniel Amen's book, The End of Mental Illness for episode 128, where we spoke about traumatic brain injury as one of the brain risk factors of head trauma that Dr. Amen considers to be the silent epidemic that underlies some mental illnesses. When I saw her email, I read it quickly, but I saw the following words severe traumatic brain injury survivor, healing, education, miracles, author, speaker, and Reiki therapist, and that's all I needed to see. It's not often you see the words severe traumatic brain injury survivor and author in the same paragraph. Writing a book has to be the most daunting task, requiring serious brain focus, and here was someone who'd survived a severe brain injury with a book about it. I was amazed and curious to learn more, and I emailed her back immediately. The rest is history. I can't wait for you to meet this woman whose determination to heal herself has opened her to a whole new life's purpose. 
Here's Bridget Rudin. Welcome, Bridget. Thank you so much for reaching out to me with your story. It was timely, and I'm so glad to have this opportunity to speak with you directly. Your story is powerful, and I think it's so important to share so other people who might be listening can see what happened to you with your accident and what it actually took to rebuild your brain and life. Welcome. Well, thank you. I am so honored that you invited me to be a part of this. Absolutely. Well, it's a powerful story. And if you could, to start with, can we go back to the day of your accident? We never really know exactly what's involved with an, with an accident, especially when we're under stress. But why do you think the police officer who found you thought that you just had a mild concussion instead of a very serious uh, traumatic brain injury? Well, I think that the woman that I was with, Angie, to um, ride that morning um, was pretty uh, terrified because I was in and out of consciousness. I was screaming in pain and I was bleeding from my ear and my nose. And it's my thoughts <laughs> that the officer was trying really hard to reduce Angie's trauma by telling her that I had a mild concussion. But Angie said to me, <laughs> I wasn't an idiot, Bridget. <laughs> I knew how bad it was. It's very stressful. And I'm sure that was what he was trying to do to calm down the situation. Um, can you explain exactly what happened when you got to the hospital? Um, how you found out how serious it actually was with your CT scans. If you could just walk us through your first CT scan and what they found. Well, I wasn't conscious at that point, um, but my husband and my son were there. But um, I was given the CT right away. And if you can view it now, um, they'll show a normal CT on the left side, but on the right side, you'll see that my right temporal blood was clot clotted, the temporal bone, and the left temporal area was bruising. And the ventricular swelling was inside the center, which was pretty nasty. And when my neurosurgeon saw this, he asked one of my friends, are you sure her accident occurred following a bicycle accident? He said that the horrible impacts of my brain injury are usually seen following a car accident. So after that surgery, they went ahead and did a second surgery. And when I look at those results, I was shocked. The left bone flap is always removed to allow the brain to swell. The left temporal bruising is present and the right temporal blood clot enlarged, which caused compression and shift of the midline. So I knew that day I had to have second surgery. And after that, you can see that the right bone flap was temporarily removed to extract the large blood clot. But notice that the midline brain structure is much more centered. 
And I've learned that if surgery is not given within four hours of all these issues, a person would die. But then I was transferred to a step-down unit despite my body displaying concerning changes. My husband was so worried and very frustrated as I was deteriorating and no one listened to him nor visualized my worsening symptoms. I needed an emergent exploratory surgery. The MRI showed a bacterial infection and pus shattered within my brain, which you can see there. And without treatment, a coma and death could occur rapidly. I was close to death so many times. But after this surgery, a change in my body, mind, and spirit began to truly unfold. Once I could breathe on my own, I was transferred to a rehabilitation hospital. As I began my recovery process, I was a three-year-old relearning everything. I needed to wear a helmet all the time since my skull was removed due to the risk of infection. A few months after I was discharged from the hospital, they placed a titanium plate in there. I often forgot, though, to wear my helmet. <laughs> People always had to remind me. Unfortunately, I also suffered from post-traumatic epilepsy, which filtered itself within my brain as I have both grand mal and simple partial seizures. With despair and continued PTSD symptoms, I was in such grief. What on earth is my purpose for being alive? Well, I decided to call someone who is spiritually clairvoyant and what she could see is when I was in the coma that angels were behind me, three of them, and they were telling me that I was dying, but they were with me and it was a wonderful place to go. And I, um, I said to him, now, can we talk about this, which is so like me? I said, I have a wonderful husband and three children, and I love to help people heal. Is there any way I can come back? So they had to talk to the big honcho. And um, I was told that, yes, I can come back to life on earth, but I was going to need a lot of help. So it was then that I understood that I must be back in this world for a healing reason. I haven't accomplished this one on my own, though. Of course, this was God, the angels, and earth angels who guided and supported me. Well, it's so interesting because I mentioned to you that we interviewed Dr. Andrew Newberg on episode 88, and he studies what he calls neurotheology. So he believes strongly that there's a part of our brain that lights up when we think about God and these types of experiences and near-death experiences are very similar to yours. I've had lots of conversations with him where he's explained people that have had similar experiences that, um, that there truly is. Uh, your brain can be changed by 
the belief in God and the purpose that you have. So what a powerful, powerful story to share. Um, so your story is of true resilience. So it started with you healing and your desire to heal to figuring out your purpose, but there was so much more involved with fixing and retraining your brain. And the reason why I wanted to have you on the podcast was because we give a lot of strategies behind, you know, here's an idea of how you can retrain your brain. And then to have someone like you who's actually done it with all the examples that we've been talking about on the podcast. Can you explain how you rebuilt your brain using exercise, nutrition, art, music therapy, and Reiki? How did you do it? Absolutely. I'm just going to um, share these briefly, but I encourage everybody to view my website for further information. The first uh, that I started working on was aerobic exercise, and that helps depression improve as it creates new neuron in our brain. It enhances our blood flow and memory. It stimulates chemical changes in the brain that enhance learning, our mood, and thinking. Then I did strength training, which was kind of interesting because when I was in uh, still in rehabilitation, I asked if I could start lifting weights. And the guy that's an occupational therapist looked at me like I was completely loony, but I wasn't going to quit. But strength training enhances bone density and can reduce the risk of a fracture. And I do have um, poor balance and I have to be so careful. I often need people reminding me, Bridget, look down on the ground, hold on to this. But strength training helps joints stay flexible and can reduce the symptoms of arthritis. And I also have essential tremors and a high risk for Parkinson's. So what I've tried is boxing. And that is so helpful, which amazes me. Another thing that amazes me. As far as meditation goes, it's an effective tool to people who have cognitive and behavioral issues after traumatic brain injury. And it's really simple. A lot of people make meditation sound so, you have to do it for so long and da-da-da-da. But really, it's just about deep breathing, which I find fascinating when I do, especially before sleep, if I do that three times, the relaxation that comes to me is incredible. As far as nutrition, your diet has a huge impact on your brain health. Inflammatory diet patterns that are high in sugar, refined carbs, unhealthy fats, and processed foods can contribute to impair memory and learning. Healthy nutrition improves cognition and recovery of our neurons after brain injury, such as Alzheimer's, which I am also at high risk for. Art stimulates the brain to heal from mental, emotional, and physiological impacts. It helps us progress through anger, resentment, trauma, depression, pain, and stress. I have several examples to share my website and in my book of what I've seen. 
Music stimulates our nervous system and helps retrain the injured brain. Music therapists aim to stimulate brain function that controls movement, cognition, speech, emotions, and the senses. Reiki, as a lot of people aren't aware of, is alternative medicine that activates a natural healing process. It helps ease tension, stress, and can support the body in physical, emotional, and spiritual healing. I am now a Reiki practitioner, and I give Reiki to those that come to my office and long distance. I am honored to help others heal in whatever way that I can. You can review the feedback that I've received from clients on my website. Well, it's powerful reading your book, Bridget, because I had a chance to see the woman that you were before that I mentioned it, you were doing all the things that I'm doing today. And then you had your accident and you had to rebuild. And now you're on a mission to do all the things that you know to help other people as well, which is exactly what we're here doing on the podcast. So I'm just honored to have you here to share what you're doing. What helped to motivate you along this journey? Were there times that it was, I'm sure, extremely difficult? What kept you going? Well, it started um, that I'm the oldest of eight children, so I've always been a second mom. And apparently in second grade, I told everybody that I wanted to be a nurse. So I became a nurse in 1986. And then in 1995, I became a pediatric nurse practitioner. But due to my disabilities, I lost my career as a nurse practitioner and so many physicians shared, Bridget, you're never gonna return to that job as a nurse practitioner because of all your cognitive problems. Because I can't even stay awake for eight hours um, is one example and the loss of my memory with such. But I was so shocked and angry when they did that. Yet it is here that I became fully determined to prove them wrong. Absolutely. I can see how that would motivate you for sure. And I know that documenting your life story in your book was not easy because I'm in the beginning stages right now of my third book and it's taking more brain power than I've got most days. So how did you write your book while you were still healing your brain uh, with the vision to help others? Well, I started by um, this journey um, of discovering life that had happened to me was when I reviewed all my hospital uh, records. I was shocked of all that occurred. I, I literally couldn't believe this was true. Due to my cognitive struggles, my mom would read to me stories of other brain injured survivors, which really provided me such hope. But by the grace of God, the patient voice project at the University of Iowa Hospital, they guided me in writing a chapter in the book, Progression. 
then, I mean, miraculously, an editor helped me begin to understand sentence structure, spelling, memory, etc. Once this chapter was completed, I was encouraged to move on further and write my life story from birth forward. This woman felt like my story is compelling and has the power to influence and motivate others. So that occurred and my book is entitled Discovering My Life's Purpose from Tragedy to Triumph. It's a beautiful book. I'll put a link in the show notes. And what vision do you have with your story from here? I know we definitely want to help others just like you were helped by listening to other survivor stories. Where, where do you want to go from here? Well, I share my life's journey um, because people have said they are inspired, they're educated, they're surrounded with hope and reassurance and healing. I've realized that my life's purpose for healing has never truly abandoned me, though I thought it did. So feel free to contact me for access to my book and or scheduling me for a presentation and providing you Reiki. Absolutely. So Bridget, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to share your story. For those who want to learn more about you, they can go to your website at BridgetRudin.com, B-R-I-D-G-I-D, Rudin, R-U-D-E-N.com, or find your book, Discovering My Life's Purpose on Amazon. And is there any final thoughts for people listening, Bridget? I have such hope for everyone from no matter what they're suffering. And I'm here to provide healing in the best way that I can. Namaste. Thank you so much. If you're enjoying the Neuroscience Meets Social and Emotional Learning podcast, please don't forget to subscribe so you'll stay up to date with our new episodes. While you're there, please feel free to give us a review or a five-star rating as it helps others find us. For more information on our programs, books, and tools for schools and the workplace, visit us at www.achieveit360.com.